sigh. Starting off the podcast with a big sigh. I, I, I just, I guess it down for like, it's been, yeah, so I'm just going to give people a heads up. We have no idea how long this episode is going to be because I don't even know if I have content for presbyteral expectations. So we're going to see what happens. We're going to see what happens. But it's been a crazy week. I had like five sick calls yesterday. Uh, so when you say you have five sick calls, did you have to like drive to the hospital? No, only one of them was at a hospital. And oh, then okay. there were people in, who were homebound, palliative and all this stuff. So, so um, and these were unplanned, right? Yeah. Well, sort so of. You... Sort of. It's like sort of. They all came. Part of it was on Tuesday. I was coming back. For, I went for a quick trip to see my buddy, Father John O'Brien, in Portland. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. But uh, my flight back, uh, first, it was delayed from Portland to Vancouver because of some snow stuff. And then, thankfully, that seems to be over now. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, and then, uh, on top of that, uh, the flight from Vancouver to Nanaimo got canceled because of the snow. And so, I had to then take a taxi to the ferry and get on the ferry. It was, I was supposed to be home at 10 a.m. I got home at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. That's oh, oh wow! Yeah, that's yeah. terrible. Yeah, and I had woke up at four a.m. to get to the airport at four thirty. You know, like it was Gross. a long day, and I still had yeah. stuff until ten o'clock at night. Mm. Woo! Anyways, uh, yeah. So, so part of it was they got kind of. I'm looking at my calendar. They all like nothing was. It's very rare. Like I find it's it's rarer and rarer that you get the imminent sick call. You know, people are getting better about saying, "Oh, they're not doing great. They've got." They got a couple days. They are dying. Right. Like it's very rare. It's like they're dying right now. Get over here. That almost yeah. never happens anymore. Uh, so what I did is we just kind of bunched them all together, <laughs> like pew 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 pew. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I, I was because it was the only way I could actually get them to all because I didn't have time today and I don't really have time tomorrow at all to get there. Mm-hmm. So this is the only way I was going to do it. Um, and so I, and I, listen, I actually. It was actually very life-giving in many ways. It was really good to do it. Sometimes hospital calls, I, I don't always look forward to them, but I'm learning to love them more, actually, which has mm. been kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, and the sick calls and stuff like this, uh, especially those who are homebound parishioners who you know a little bit. Uh, it's sure, nice to yeah. touch base with them and stuff like that. And they are just so pleased and happy. And And I keep on encouraging them to say, yes, you, I know you're homebound. You feel this. Actually, you can do. You are the reason our parish is having a lot of success right now. It's also, you're the reason why it's so, I have to go bang, 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 bang. Because, well, it's just yeah. like the things are so busy that I have to just respond to so many things right now that uh, it's, it's uh, what's the one I'm for? But I say, it's the fruit of your prayer. Your mm-hmm. offering, your spiritual offering for the parish in our area is one of the most important works that can be done in this parish. Absolutely. And I, so I always encourage them with this because I think it's a very helpful thing because you can feel alone and useless in this time of life. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very nice, but it was uh, it was a very, yeah, yesterday was literally, as I was saying to Father Anthony before we started, I literally started at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. I did my holy hour. I worked on my thesis for like two and a half hours. And then it was, I went till 10 p.m. I had 40 minutes off and then the bishop called. And I love my bishop. Like I really right. do. And, and, <laughs> but when he calls, mm-hmm. I know it's not a five minute call. It's never sure. a five minutes call. We always like, it, it's, he's, we're, he's chatty and I'm chatty. Right. And so <laughs> it's going to be a 25 minute call, 30 minute call, you know, but it's yeah. just like, it's just, I sent him an email with a question. I'm like, I was actually surprised. He, he usually calls back if it's something. I was surprised he called on that one. Actually. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, okay. We can talk about this then. Um, 
that was really nice. Like it was really good. And it was again, like, and I keep on forgetting, like a lot of priests are just weirded out by this idea that their bishop just like randomly calls them to say hi and talk to him about yeah, a question. That does not happen in, in right. most American dioceses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of nice actually. <laughs> That's very rare. Uh but uh it was a very crazy day yesterday. So I'm and I, I've been kind of the same until about now. This is my I, I've actually I'm not going to our family formation night tonight because mm-hmm. I am knee deep and I'm just canceling stuff out as much as possible. Actually, you know, this yeah. might be a good place to say it. So just so people know. So we got, we're going to, Father Anthony's here next week, mm-hmm. uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday by, to do a by parish By here, ritual. you mean in Canada. Nanaimo. In Canada. Yeah. In yeah. Nanaimo of Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, and doing a parish mission on the Sacred Heart, which I know he's already been meticulously preparing for months on end. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> he spends five hours on his knees in a hair shirt praying to prepare for this mission. And I just can't wait to see the spiritual fruit that's going to be born of his prayerfulness and his holiness. It's, it'll be okay. I'm sure, I'm sure it's fine. It, 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 it'll be, you know. So anyways, when he's here next week, so again, for podcast listeners, uh, we're going to, it looks like it's going to be at a place called Carlos O'Brien's in Nanaimo at 8 p.m.-ish after the mass and talk on Tuesday night. That's March 7th. Uh, we'll do a live podcast then with, with listeners and then uh, and my young adult group will be coming out as well. And then we're going to record a second episode that week. So that'll get us through next week and the week after. And then we're going to take a month off. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone on Twitter, one of the listeners said, you know, Father, if you really feel you need some time off right now to get your thesis stuff done, because I have a lot due for April 1st, and I'm kind of losing my mind over this. It's okay to take a small break. And I heard that gift and I took it. Yes. And I said, this yes, is- actually, this is a good idea. Plus, then the thesis stuff is done April 1st, but then it's Easter. And we're both really busy with that stuff. Yeah. So we're just going to take a month off just to, to kind of focus on those really important things because we've always said our assignments are our most our number one priority. And then we'll be mm-hmm. back after Easter. So yeah. uh, just a small break. Producer Nick may or may not do a clip show for us. He, he might. Who knows? Who, Whenever we give Nick freedom... Sometimes terrifying, sometimes amazing, sometimes nothing happens. You, you, we'll find you out what happens. happens. We'll find out what happens. Anyways, but yeah. uh, last thing is just quickly. Yeah, so I, I was in Portland for a quick trip to see Father. I booked this a long time ago. If I knew that I had all this thesis stuff, dude, I would not be doing I would not have done yeah. this, but it was just what it is. Uh, so I saw Father John O'Brien, who does listen to the podcast. And we had a great chat, a great visit. And yeah, we went to Powell's Books, which is like this massive, massive used bookstore in Portland. And it was amazing. And it was such a nice time to be able to catch up with him because he's on his tertianship. Because, you know, Jesuits are crazy and they get ordained before they even make final vows. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, just weird. one reason Jesuits are crazy. Right. There's lots of other ones. Like 30-day silent retreats. That's also crazy. That's that's so long to be retreated. Imagine being silent for 30 days with like not can't, reading books except even, for the Bible. Right. And not talking to anyone. Ugh. Gross. <laughs> anyways. That sounds awesome. Anyway. Anyways, but I got to meet the people in his formation house. They're great guys. Uh, great time. It was, a, it was a short trip and it was really worth it. And it was such a great time to catch up with him because he was on the West Coast. So I'm like, I got to take advantage of while he's here because he's usually out in Toronto. So, mm-hmm. uh, so shout out to him and all that stuff. So uh, speaking of clericalism. Welcome to Clerically Speaking. I'm Father Harrison. I'm Father Anthony. And um, I, I've got a bone to pick with our listeners. Oh, yeah. I got a few things. I got a few things I, mean, I got to get off my chest, okay? So this might be okay. a while. So um, last episode, we had a, a discussion. There was a question about uh, an absurd question 
about mm. if you're in the desert and there's no water and someone wants to get baptized, is spit valid matter? And I posited that, yes, it is. And you were like, no, but I think I almost convinced you that it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're like, eh, I mean, this you don't really need to worry about this this scenario. Okay. Um, that's kind of the conclusion we came to. You spitballing. And uh, I have something to say to everyone who wrote in or texted one of us or tweeted at one of us, whether it's myself, Nick, uh, Riley. Um, how dare you? How dare you offer correction? So it turns out that apparently spit is 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 not valid matter, which, you know what? I believe. I can buy that. I can buy that. I can live with that. Fine. But here's the thing. Why do you know this? You people, you ask us all kinds of questions all the time. Why is this the one thing that you know? You are gross for knowing this thing. One seminarian, a seminarian, the audacity. A seminarian said, actually, we went over this in our liturgy class. Excuse me? How many, the, the, the lay faithful are turning over their hard-earned cash so that you can receive a half-decent education, not to preach heresy from the pulpit and all that. And what is your professor teaching you about spit and baptism? That is an utter waste of time. This is never going to come up unless you, you know, waste your time doing podcasting. So shame on you for having the audacity as a seminarian to even send us an email, let alone reveal the fact that your entire education is wasted on trivial questions. What's the next one? Did your professor tell you how many angels can fit on the head of a needle? Huh? Huh? You people are gross. For Everyone who knows this answer, you're gross. You're a gross person. I thought about this for all of five seconds. You've been thinking about this for years, haven't you? You've been studying this. And I think you should be ashamed. I felt dirty reading all those emails and texts that you were aware of whether or not spit, spit, gross, was valid matter. And you should all be ashamed. I am shaming all of you. Shame. Um, so here's, here's, here's my thing. Okay. My one little thing with this is, yes, I got many texts too. I was like, okay, I hear you folks. I have a question though, because like, I, like, I wonder, I wonder, so... Spit is 99.5% water. Mm-hmm. Apparently, salt water is fine, and it's 96.5% water. So, now, I get the appearance of things also matters. Sure. I recognize this. Uh, so, I just, I, 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 I have this feeling, like, just, cause this happens a lot now with the internet. Mm-hmm. One person posts an article about why they think, what they understand the Rome's teaching on what water constitutes water is. Mm-hmm. And it just like gets repeated enough that people just think, oh, well, that's what Rome thinks. And it's actually Rome's never actually said anything about this. I actually feel that this is the case in this one. Now, I am not a okay. sacramental theologian. I am not a sacramental theologian. And I, I am totally fine with the fact that it's not valid. Again, why aren't you traveling with holy water or water in the first place? Like, why are you going yeah, to a desert and not having water? Are you crazy? Yeah. Mm-mm. You're crazy. Um, but like, I. Just because your professor said so in in your seminary class doesn't mean it's true. How dare you be more obedient to your professors than to your favorite podcasting priests? That's like really this is this is the problem right here. Am I, mean, I right, like, Father Harrison? I mean, you made a like, face that was like the I face mean, you just said was like, "Wow, Father Anthony's really right about the thing he just said." I mean, so here's the thing. 
Um, when have you met a good seminary professor? I will, I will, I can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny this. Catholic I University can. of we America. Love our, we love our seminary professors. I know it's, just, it's fun, but it's just like, I was like, wow, we got a lot of emails on this one. And I, so I just, many emails, you guys, you guys, like we say a bunch of crazy stuff all the time, or at least oh, yeah. I do. Father Harrison yeah. does sometimes too. Yeah. And, like, and of all the we, things to get obsessed about, the thing that will never happen because there's water everywhere all the time. Right. It's the one that everyone's like, oh, well, you're wrong. <laughs> We've hit so many controversial uh, issues. I know. We talked about abortion and communism and sacramentality and, and politicians uh, liturgy. And union yes. And all oh, my stuff. gosh. And we, excommunication and heresy yeah. and We've the taken shots at the culture. And, We've talked and about Italians and Italians and Canadians. <laughs> and do we get any mail for any of that stuff? No. 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 No, we don't. We get because all you sickos are obsessed with spit. That's your problem, not my problem. And how dare you put that on me? Thinking you're some sort of big shot authority because you know more about spit. Well, congratulations, spit person, Mister Doctor Spit. Did you get your PhD in in in? in, in Is that what it says, Doctor? Gross. Have you had your coffee today? I have. And I'm gonna have more later. Okay. So, sh- <laughs> you know what? <laughs> not valid matter. Boom. There's a free answer. Coffee is not valid matter. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. Send me an email. Tell me it is. Tell me it is. You weirdos. <laughs> okay. That's that's one thing. All right. You have more? I do. I got another thing that that's been really bothering me. Okay. As a okay. This is like becoming the podcast is increasingly becoming Father Anthony rants. It's you know what I, I go in and out of seasons. This is true. Um, and right now is a, is a more stressful season, and I'm going to just yell at all of you like a good, healthy pastor does. Just yells at his people when yes. he's upset. That's how you have a healthy church spiritually really? and emotionally. Was that? I should try that. Yeah, absolutely. Nah, It'll be great. People will be very happy with you. Okay, oh, I'm sure. so <laughs> I'm not going to yell at everybody. Just here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I'm aware that... You know what? Not all of my homilies are bangers. You know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe something doesn't click with you, or maybe it's just like it's. You know, um, I can understand at times that maybe I'm not. Maybe maybe the homily's not as organized as it should be. I try, and it makes sense in my head. Maybe it doesn't make sense in your head. I apologize right. for right. that. You know, or you know, I could have gone uh, one way with scripture, but I went another way, and you would have preferred if I, you know, commented more on the Psalms instead of. Old Testament or New Testament. Sure. Okay, fine. Valid criticism. You know what? Some days I don't have my coffee, Father Harrison. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, I've got a lot going on. And mm-hmm. maybe my brain's just not functioning well as normal. Okay. Yep. All that valid. All that valid. Yep. That does not, however, give you permission to look down at your watch while I preach, make a visible sigh with your entire body, shoulders up, shoulders down, and then give me a dirty look for the last five minutes of my homily. You're not allowed to do that. I'm sorry, you're not. Like, like listen, listen I'm not saying fix, you're I, not I suffering. This. I got a fix for this. What was that? Preach with your eyes closed. Uh, you know, no, 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 no. Because I, I want them to see me seeing them. And I will stare right back at them and stare the fury and vengeance of God through my eyes at their gruff face, because I'm sorry 
that one hour a week mm -hmm. is just too much time for God. All right. Like, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you're not suffering. My homily may cause you suffering. I'm not expecting you to like it. That's fine. Okay. But that's also part of this game. You don't like my homily? Well, maybe I don't like it either, and I've got to preach it three more times. All right? We're in this together. We are suffering together through this moment. That's what family is. Really that bad. You suffer That's together. what family is. Okay. So, so, but don't get me wrong. I do try. Like, I, I, I cannot remember a time I've been like, I do not care about this homily. I'm just going to say whatever. No, I really do try to preach to my best ability, which is sometimes faltering what Jesus wants the people to hear for that day, okay? But I have a solution. I have a solution. Um, you are allowed to look at your watch, sigh visibly, and then give me a dirty look for the last five minutes of my homily. You're allowed to do that, but you know what I'm allowed to do then? This is my proposition. I'm running for Pope on this platform. That's how it works. You're running for Pope on this platform that I'm allowed to come down off the altar and kick your ass. I think that's fair. Nick, bleep that. I'm allowed to come off the <laughs> altar and beat you up. No, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. You're allowed to defend um, yourself. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. This no, is what we're doing now. This no, is what we're doing no, now. No, 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 we no. are, I, uh, uh, I'm I calling, I'm calling need... liturgical abuse. No, 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 no. This is, this is, this is, no, no, no. Because, because this is ritual combat. I think that's the one thing <laughs> that our liturgy is missing. It could be a beautiful development. Okay. You know what? If, if that, if you, if your brother has anything against you, leave your offering at the altar, go and whoop him, and then come back to the altar and, uh, I, and offer I, your sacrifice. I question the NAB translation there. Uh, you know what? But it's the translation we use. So that's, and that's exactly what it says. And this is what, okay, listen, and I might lose this fight. I might lose this fight. And I'm okay with that, right? You are allowed to sigh and look at your watch all, all you want during every one of my homilies if you can beat me in the fight. And if you can beat me in the fight, then you're fair. If not, if not, then the next week you can do the same thing, but I'm still allowed to fight you again. So like, can you start tagging the altar servers in? No, no, this is just, this is- You said this it's liturgical, is, they're like, the, and who's refing this? Well, the altar pastor? servers would bring towels um, and the pastor uh, the buckets. Uh, no, the pastor, no, 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 it's, it's whoever d can't stand up. It, it's, you're not gonna need a ref. This is not like, you know, there's not any rules in this. We've got space. Well, every like, event right, is gonna be red going forward. Yeah, so that's what the altar servers are there for. They're to bring towels to wipe your face. So they need to cut, you know, a swollen eye or something like that, like like in boxing. Like that's what the servers are for, and they'll be ready for this. We already have bells to the start of each round. There's only gonna be one round because I'm not I'm not losing. Just to be honest, okay. Um, but in what the middle of this, okay. What if it's a what if it's like a saintly sweet old lady who is is looking at her watch and sign because she needs to go and see her husband in the hospital? It's gonna be a quick fight. She's gonna, gonna whip be you. A quick fight. She, she she's gonna meet her husband in the hospital. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. Oh no! It's good. Yeah, yeah. No, uh -huh. no, 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 no. If she no, needs no, to go to meet, no, if her husband's no, sick, don't no, go to mass. No, 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 no. I am no, not no, done yet. No, 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 no. I am calling it quits there. <laughs> Listen, if your husband's in the hospital, you should go take care of him. Don't go to mass. emergencies. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you okay are you okay i i i'm 
I'm okay. You cut off my train of thought. I still had more to go, but fine. Yeah, yeah where to go? You said this was going to be a sure I, I was going to say something, but now I've, I've lost my train of thoughts. I, I was um, like, eh, cat beat up a little Oh, yeah. Old you know, Mother Harrison, who's going to be mad at this in church? Everybody else is going to think would. this is a great thing. No, 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 no. You want to get young people back to mass? You want to get young people back to mass? What you do is you have the priests fighting congregants, and you don't know when it's going to happen. It might not happen. It might not happen for a month. But as soon as someone does exactly what I say, look at their watch, visibly sigh, and then scowl at me, then there's going to be a fight. And like you don't know. You don't know what masses. Maybe you go to every mass that Sunday because you just want the opportunity to see if Father's going to fight somebody. And think well, of folks, all the uh, graces. Think of all the graces from just receiving communion three times in a day, which is another real thing that should. I'm just saying, I don't think everybody's going to be mad about this in practice. I think it's a big win for the church. We can, you know what? We do gambling in parishes all the time. In have the, have a in, bookie no, 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 in the no, back. No. Have a no, bookie no. in the back of church. No. Yeah. No. 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 It's just, it's just a proposal. I'm just proposing this. I think it's a yeah, fair I way. Yeah, proposal. Okay, maybe you are. Maybe some of our spit happy listeners will like that one, huh? Send me an email about that. <laughs> okay, now I'm good. I, I just don't even know what to say right now. Mm. This is such a good idea. Um, <sighs> that is one possible adjective to yeah. describe all of that. Another idea, another uh, word to describe is great. Inspired, maybe? Is an inspired idea? Hmm? By whom, um, though? By whom? Um, you, that's, a, that's a good question. But you're, I'm not going to judge that. I'm not going to test that. <laughs> Let's just see the fruits. Let's give it a shot and see the fruits. Anyways. Uh... Are are we? Uh, I guess it's time for some some actual emergencies, some real yeah. ones. Oh, it, there'll be an emergency if that old lady looks at her watch one more time during my homily. I see you. I see you at every mass. I'm looking right at. I'm looking back at you. Oh, do you know another fun thing? Another fun thing. That happened. This is this is actually fun. So uh, I got my diocese. Uh, whenever you, whenever a priest goes from one diocese to another diocese, yes. um, they they don't send in. Uh, they don't ask for your fight records. What they actually ask for is if you're a priest in good standing. Yes. Um, and so I got uh, a copy of a letter that's yes. saying I'm a good priest. I've never gone to jail. No sexual misconduct. Nothing to bar me from preaching or anything. And I know all those things. But just yeah, nice except, to see on paper, right? You know? And then, you, and then nice. the second you like, uh, you jump from the top rope on an old lady at mass because she scowled at you. Uh, that letter will be rescinded. <laughs> I'm waiting until the bishop or the pope makes it liturgical law. I'm not going to just do this willy nilly, you know. By then they'll be okay. Yeah, but okay? Do you know how long it takes for something to become liturgical law? Mm. You're going to be dead. Or you're gonna be ninety, and then you're gonna get beat up. Who knows? You know, it it doesn't. You know, it takes it takes just one motu proprio to change liturgical law. We all know that now. It doesn't take long at all, buddy. (laughs) Anyway, what I was saying is that. (laughs) What I was saying is Uh, okay. What I'm saying is it's time for theological emergencies so that we can rescue our podcast from sinking into oblivion. 
No, 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 no. I was saying this is the first time I got one of those priest cards. The yeah. priest card that's in Latin that says you're a real priest. I've never Celebrate. had one of those before. Oh, I get them every year. I don't do need they, them because okay. they don't they don't really do anything anymore because you have to add the letter of good standing now too. But it's kind of cool. I've got a, I, I assume in Latin it says Father Anthony, very good priest with good ideas. Let him say mass uh, in your diocese. I'm pretty sure that's what it says in Latin. I think that's cool. I never had one before. We need to get Alex Schrenk on here to to confirm that. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll stop. I'll stop my hostile takeover of the podcast. You can. <laughs> want to do theological <laughs> emergencies? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for calling Clerically Speaking. If this is truly a theological emergency, please dial 1 at any time. Hi, I flushed my goldfish down the toilet, and I wanted to know, is that a sin? Theological Emergency. We'll take your call at 412-912-7995. Hi, this is Marty from Washington, D.C., and by the way, I can verify my existence because I met Father Harrison Father Harrison at the Communio Conference last year. We took a selfie. Anyway, my emergency is I have heard some people like to substitute different mysteries in the rosary. For instance, um, on the... Uh, Joyful mystery, the uh, after the birth of Christ, some people wanted to insert the adoration of the Magi rather than presenting Christ you know, to the temple. Uh, I've heard on sorrowful mysteries, people want to substitute um, Judas's betrayal rather than the agony or Peter's denial rather than, you know, some other thing. And I was just wondering, is that of okay or are we risking thunderbolts from heaven um anyway i'll thank you very much bye-bye all right marty yes i actually know marty i met him at the community conference great guy and i still actually owe him a copy of mysterion that i finally have some copies to send out there so anyways holy uh, smoly wait a second you sound like a chipmunk all of a sudden oh what yeah speak some more Oh, uh, do it's probably this. It's probably Google Voice. Why? Why do you sound like a like a like a cute little chipmunk? <laughs> How about now? Does it sound better? No, I sound like a chipmunk still. Yeah, there. It, it's it's definitely weird. What the heck, man? You sound like more hype. It's it's not like super chipmunky, but it's weird. How's this? Oh wait, go back to normal. Yeah, speak some more. How about now? Is this better? Oh, yeah, you're normal again. Okay, that was weird. Yeah, it was. Okay, anyways. Oh, wait. Marty. Yeah. All right, you're back to it. All right, Marty, Marty, Marty. Uh, yes, I met Marty. Great guy. Uh, listen to the podcast. I got to get my copy of Mysterion on here soon now. But uh, I don't know if you have to worry about Thunderbolts, but apparently you have to worry about being suplexed by Father Anthony. Uh, so Only under one very specific condition. <laughs> right. So anyways. Which I will not uh, reiterate. So... I this isn't like divine revelation about what mysteries do you have to pray. I don't know. I've never actually heard of people replacing it before. I also have like no problem with it. Uh, it's not like this is um, 
that this is not divine revelation. This is what helps you devote. You're asking Mary to help you see Christ better. That's the whole point of the rosary and to know him better, to know him with her heart. So if, if you want to meditate on some different mysteries with her, like go nuts. Yeah. No, here's, here's the secret. Here's a secret. Um, that not a lot of Catholics know. You can actually pray pretty much any way you want to. <laughs> like it's what? totally fine. Now, now listen. If you if if you want to join the nice old ladies who like Father Anthony's homilies and they pray the Rosary um, after Mass, don't don't pick a new mystery. Don't do that. But if you want to do it by yourself, absolutely. If you and a group of friends like we like making up these mysteries, then that's great. Um, uh, in seminary, at the not the request, but the spiritual director said, uh, a spiritual director in our house was like, you guys, you seminarians, you're all very angry people. You, you should pray with this anger. Like, do something like the angry mysteries of the rosary, which I thought was funny. So what would they, they be? Um, flipping Jesus, tables. Yeah, Jesus flips tables. Um, Jesus calls Peter Satan, um, what other kind of mysteries? We also would do that, I think I made this joke already, but uh, we would do that for the um, the tropes for the penitential rite. Lord Jesus, you called your best friend Satan, Lord have mercy. Lord Jesus, you <laughs> oh, put goodness. the swine farmers out of business, Christ have mercy. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the point is, yeah, go ahead. You can, you yeah, can freestyle yeah, I, I agree. I think that's a good point though. Like when you're doing something public, the, the whole point that they make these things standardized is because the idea is that you should be praying together as a group yeah. too. And so when it, that's what it's there for, is for that. Privately, you can you can pray different mysteries. You're, you're, you're meditating more generally on the sorrowful mysteries of Christ's life. And, and the church gives us guidance with these things, but there's nothing, this is not some invaluable teaching thing. Yeah. So you're good. I'd say go nuts. Yeah. And, and watch us get more emails about that one. No. no. Okay. Well, here's there is one little thing why because like <laughs> people just, are never you know, gonna send us email again because I think we're actually angry. <laughs> <sighs> so the well, no, no, no. They're just not gonna go to mass with you. They're gonna sit there like in they're gonna sit there in terror now. Um, I'm okay with that too. <laughs> as long I, as you're listening, as long as you're being polite at mass. All right, this is now my new thing: be polite at mass, whether it's a funeral or it's during a homily or whatever. Just don't be a jerk. I have to be nice all the time to you people. You can at least be nice to me during my homily. <laughs> Are you sure you had your coffee? Is there something unaddressed? Is know, there something man. unaddressed in your heart? There's been a lot going on. <laughs> it's been a weird week and a half yeah. and two. It's been a weird yeah. like month. Yes, okay. yes. This is why a break is going to be nice. Yeah, here, Stan, I mean, right? I'm doing the healthy thing by channeling my angst into content, and I think that's beautiful. My body is a machine that turns angst into podcast content. Make there that a T-shirt and there you sell go. it on Clearly Speaking at t-shirt makingplace.com org uh, so the idea is that the 150 deck uh, hail marys are meant to mimic and match the 150 psalms yeah so some people might be like well but do they really do that anymore if you change it yeah probably it's fine yeah who cares i'm sure it's fine i mean it's you're just praying you can pray whatever yeah. you want yep but good exactly. question though because yeah you don't yeah, want to get struck by question. lightning yeah no one wants to get struck by lightning Hi, Fathers. This is Brad from Cleveland. I just got this question from a friend's brother who is in his confirmation program. He's going to receive the sacrament this spring. And he was wondering about the phrase, reward of eternal life, that's present in the Eucharistic prayer. And that got me thinking 
of how can we reconcile that phrase, reward of eternal life, with how we re- receive eternal life and receive salvation as a gift. So, like, to not be Pelagian, but also be authentic and orthodox. How would we reconcile that? Thanks. Love the podcast. Bye. So this is a, this is a fun thing. Um, in in a lot of church prayers, uh, in, in the Missal, that it almost feels like the, the Missal has two personalities, one that is all about God's grace and the other part that's all about our work. Like even in... Um, it's so Western. Is that, is that why? It's so Western. It's so, that's so Western. Um, it's, some, it, of it's, some of it's a little bit of Germany, a little bit of this, a little sprinkling of the East. It's a li- the, the Roman Rite is really a cacophony of everything. Yeah. Um, so like even um, the opening prayer for Lent was about like our campaign of Christian service. Um, and then in other places, it's about our penance or God's mercy. Okay. So you got to take all those things, all those different pieces into a big mural of what we believe about salvation. Um, mm-hmm. Like each individual prayer is not so much, is not really obsessed or worried about getting all of the theology into one prayer. Right. Sometimes right. it's emphasizing one aspect of what we believe. So, yeah. but first of all, first of all, did, did, did I hear that right? That somebody in a confirmation class noticed words in the Eucharistic prayer? Praise be Jesus. The church is saved. I feel confident. I can, I can, <laughs> not everything is in vain. That's beautiful. Um, yes. So, so acknowledging that. But okay. So um, the idea of, of merit uh, in the Catholic Church, I have to be careful with this, Father Harrison, make sure I don't do a heresy, um, that we only merit things by grace. So it's because of the grace of Jesus Christ that we can merit something. So we, it's kind yeah, of like, we merit thing because of the merits of Christ. Because of the merits of Christ. So yeah. uh, there is a way to speak about our works. We do participate in God's grace and his work, um, but... It's ultimately Christ who does the things. So when we're saying about the reward of eternal life, it's in one sense a reward in as much as we responded to God's grace, but also God's given us the grace to respond. Um, we will kind of experience it in some cases as a reward. Uh, like that's a way to it's like kind of Augustine's imagine it. Fault. It's, it's all whose fault? Augustine. Why is it Augustine's fault? Because he got into the subtleties of the question of grace and then it really got misunderstood by it during the Protestant Reformation well, stuff. It hurt so, Luther's brain so much that he did a, he did a heresy apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, sorry. Yeah. But that's, that, that's all I was going to say there so far. Yeah, no, no. So okay. basically, okay. So yeah, there's, when they say reward, it's only in a sense. Um, it's not, it's not the, a reward. In it's sense not a that, treat like, for being a good boy, like a dog. Right. Like St. Paul says he's run the race as if, but he doesn't mean like I did this all myself. Like right. there's, it's just a a way to talk about our participation in God's grace, which yeah, is you don't want to annihilate your own will either. No, which we, we tend do. to do a lot. Yeah, and then um, we also tend to annihilate grace. I mean, it's just it's it's a paradox, people. Yeah, it's always a paradox. So if you keep listening, in some prayers you will hear more of an emphasis on what God does, and other ones more of what we do. It's it's well, kind I think, of all I think too. Like. I wonder, it'll be interesting to mm-hmm. kind of pay attention to this more and more in the prayers too, whereby yeah. um, Lent is really about our work, right? It really is a time of our work, which is... Our preparation right. for Jesus. Be, so most of the prayers keep on flowing around this idea mm-hmm. um, every day. You just notice it in the... I mean, this is one of the great things about this season is 
is all of that. Plus, the readings are just awesome. They are really good. Sun- Sunday, it's like it's actually in some ways it's easy, in some ways it's hard to prep because you're just like every reading has a lot of richness and it's all connected. All three readings are connected. It's mm-hmm. great. Um, but I'll be interested to kind of pay attention to this then. If like what I, twenty bucks says that Easter more manifests the grace, the gift of grace, yeah, and the new life one for us. Mm-hmm. So Lent is the time of penitence of our prep, of our will participating and preparing to receive a gift, which is coming to us at Easter. Not as a reward for our good work here, but rather as the overflowing gift that God wants to give us that we don't earn any way, shape, or form, but that we have yeah. prepared for through Lent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Good question. Yeah. Um, do it. Yeah. You got you, you got to do your thing at the beginning. I'm going to go on for a few more minutes. You're totally allowed to do whatever you want. I am. This te- is our technically, podcast. Technically, I'm taking the lead today. Yes. But I was trying to support you because you're like, I don't know if I have stuff to say. I'm like, I got stuff to say. But then you're like, oh, don't say that stuff, Father Anthony. Don't you dare <laughs> steal my limelight. Thank you very much. No, I'm kidding. Uh, um, I don't know. I, I, we'll just not mock, but we'll do some form of pr- presbyteral exhortations. Way to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> and now it is time for presbyteral Exhortations. Oh, yes. yes. Quite good. Quite good. Indubitably. Mm-hmm. I bet they can't wait to learn. They're gonna learn so much. It's my favorite part. It's the best part. Yes. yes. Quite. Yes. I am so tired. I'm so it's tired. okay. It's okay. I guess Everyone that's listening kinda... to this loves you. They care about you. So, yeah. But no, I, and I say this because I just hearing from actually some other people too, what they've been going through lately, everyone's finding their lives like really busy right now. I find Are like we most doing, is this is this officially presbyteral exhortation? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, just want yeah. to give Nick a chance. Um, just talking to people from parish, everything. It feels like a lot of people are kind of institutionally stretched right now. Mm. Um, I don't know what that's all about. I keep on reflecting on. It. I think part of it's just we forgot that we had to plan for a year, <laughs> and so they like to get get ready for a year, like with COVID. Mm-hmm. Oh, and right, so, yeah. Everything's kind of happening. You're like, oh wait, we gotta we gotta plan this stuff, don't we? We gotta like put well, this in our calendars things, and figure out the time stuff and all this. Yes, things things are like, I mean, at least in my parish, are pretty much back to normal, and we haven't done that yet. Like last year was like half normal. This year is right. like full normal. Yeah, no, this and, year is more like it's. I'd say it's eighty percent normal, but um, mm. well, it's just been weird. Like, so I was reflecting on this with my uh, parish coordinator today about how. You know, when we when um, we, we've we've gone through a lot of transition in our parish the last couple of years and how that has and we're still actually catching up even just from that on top of the it's like everything is starting from scratch, mm-hmm. everything. And I only have so much bandwidth to get like I know I need to delegate things. But I need to find the people to delegate them to, the people who have the skill set to be delegated to, the time to do the things that need to be delegated to, and so on and so forth. Like this is a that takes time and energy, which I I don't even have time. Like it's it's this weird time right now where it's like you know the things you need to do to lessen the burden a bit, but you don't have the time to do the things you need to do to lessen the burden. <laughs> it's like wait wait. Uh... <laughs> It's a catch twenty two right now. You know, yeah. you're, 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 you know, you gotta make things a bit lighter, and yet you can't. Mm-hmm. You don't have the time to do it, and 
you know, and it's fine. Like I'm not even bitter about it. it it's 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 uh, it is a bit stress inducing at times. Not because I'm more just because I don't know how to handle all the things still in the parish because coming in like. I've still overall like listen. I love and I love my parish. Like I really do. Like I, yeah. I do not want to leave it at all. Uh, and it's not, and it's just, but it's more of a, it's weird coming into a parish during COVID where there's no there's no transition uh, because there was no previous pastor really, mm-hmm. <laughs> so no one to share information with you. No, there's no continuity at all. And so I don't know what to do or who did what beforehand or anything. And I think that's where, like, the it's not even a frustration. It's just a stress of, I know I need to answer these things. I know I need the time to do this, but I don't know what to do about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of it, too, again, is just, I think I shared this before, but, yeah, like, I have a ton of thesis stuff due April 1st that I, I was told last year is actually due June 1st, and turns out my super my old supervisor was wrong. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm literally pulling out my hair. Uh, because Hey, it saves time. Save time. Oh yeah, uh, uh, for the those who can't see uh, words in the podcast, um, Father Harrison has shaved his head. Yes, yes, and he again. has a beautiful cranium. Look at that, the cranium. Anyways, so aerodynamic. So I don't know what the point is in all this, but it's just to say, like, it's 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 an interesting time. Like, I'm I'm not bitter about the busyness. I am tired. Sure, I am tired. I am very grateful to my parishioners who've been like putting meals together for me, so I don't really have to cook. <laughs> Which, because I don't have time to do that right now, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and I, you know, and I want, I know what I need to do. I think it's interesting because I also know that because like some people do want to do some things, but I'm at capacity. I've like said, nope, we aren't adding anything else right now. Nada. I don't care how good of a work it is. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Just nothing. Which I, some people can be put off by that but sure, i'm of can. the opinion like we're literally starting everything from scratch here mm-hmm. we need to build a good foundation first before we actually start putting you don't start building a house without a foundation right and so that's what i'm trying to do right now and that's what limited time i have for that stuff that's where i'm putting my energy right now so that by the time september rolls around like i have a whole idea in my head about how we're gonna because i do not want 10 employees in my parish i would never want that i think that's too many employees I mean, in a lot of cases, it would be. Well, just because it, you start, I'm not saying you can't have church employees, right? But most mission, we want to be missionary. Like our our job is yeah. not in the building or anything. It's out there. Like get out, go, evangelize. Mm-hmm. Um, and that if every layperson could have one role or responsibility in the life of the church, add intra or add extra, and you get like 150 people in your parish doing that, my gosh, like you're going to be on fire. True. Yes. I think. I think. And that's kind of my goal, where we're gonna do like the certain charisma discernment stuff for people. And then we're gonna have like volunteer positions and stuff for different things to be attached to different charisms. Mm-hmm. Oh, these are your char- this is your charisma inventory. Based on that, these are the volunteer positions that you'd be best at. And which one would you like to do? Yeah. And then you have like yeah. So I had this whole plan and idea around it all, but I just like. I am feeling. I am definitely feeling stretched right now. This is why I need the break for a bit after next week, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and I need to get the thesis out my my way. But mm-hmm. um, so it's like a weird time where you're just like. I feel like in some ways, like I I know it's not the same, but I hear this often with families with a bunch of new kids, like three kids five and under, for example. 
you're just kind of treading water. And it feels like that right now, but not in a way like, oh my gosh, if I don't, if I stop treading, I'm going to drown. It's more of a, I just know I need to do this because this is the right thing to do right now. And I'm okay mm-hmm. with it. I'm actually even happy doing it. Mm-hmm. But it means a lot of no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a lot of like, and putting up boundaries and stuff like our funeral homes, my gosh, that's a whole other thing. You had funeral. My problem is not funerals. I'm mm-hmm. very good about laying the law down about what we do and do not do at a funeral. Yeah. My issues at funeral homes who book funerals without book the day and the time, tell the family the day and the time without asking if we're available or not. Oh, absolutely no. That's a oh oh no. Oh, All no. three funeral homes do that here. That's insane. I told them to stop doing it. So they, someone asked to do a funeral next Thursday. I said no. I can't be there. I'm sorry. Yeah. But the family's already booked tickets. I'm like, I literally cannot be there. I'm sorry. I've already got. I there's too many moving pieces to move around. Yeah. Like so, one of the things I've been learning lately is like I'd actually build more flexibility into my schedule. Because I need, like, when you get a lot of sick calls, mm-hmm. if you book everything up so much, you're not going to have time to answer them. And you feel bad about that because mm-hmm. it's tough. So, you know, there's lots of learning, a lot of learning going on right now, which is good. Uh, and we definitely need more priests in my diocese. But sure. <laughs> oh my gosh, we need more priests, please. Uh, but it's all good too. Like, it's weird. Mm-hmm. I guess that's my kind of my point right now is like, it's, I'm feeling very stretched. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling like I actually like, I love the fact though that when you're coming here next week I was telling Father Anthony for the podcast I'm like okay I'll can celebrate with you on Monday that way you kind of get to the lay of the land of my church and everything like that sanctuary because everyone's every sanctuary is different and every one does things a little differently um, but then I'm just going to let you take the Tuesday and Wednesday night mass you're just going to do yeah. it yourself because I have two funerals on Tuesday and Wednesday. I have a funeral on Tuesday and funeral on Wednesday I don't need to buy night so I'll be yeah. around but I'll let you do it and that'll Absolutely. be great and that's a great freedom actually Mm-hmm. Um, so like you learn to say to learn to depend on those things or to learn to say yeah I need some time off and it's good too so I can get the more essential things done so I don't know what my point is except to say essentially I'm uber stretched which is frustrating but at the same time I'm not frustrated I'm actually happy like I I don't the only thing I'm actually frustrated at is the funeral homes for not asking me <laughs> if I'm free. No, that's just Which, so absurd I'm sorry. to me. I do not that's... just sit around twiddling my thumbs all day, people. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's yeah, just not that's... okay. Yeah. I Especially with how few priests are in my diocese. It's not like there's a, 10 other priests you can just grab to go do a funeral yeah. for you. You know, like, it's, come on. Anyways. Um, so, like, it's just yeah, a weird, think... like, it's a weird time where you're just, like, you're kind of going nonstop and you're actually happy to do it. Right. I think that, I mean, it's probably a sign that you're still praying, to be honest. That's the first (laughs) thing I do every day, because I know if I don't do it in the morning, I won't get done. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that can take you quite a long way. Um, I think it's also to point out, like, as far as starting everything from new, um, how much institutions rely on institutional memory. Yeah. Or you have, like, like right now, like one of our guys who has been... um, altar serving not altar serving, yeah yeah and and sacristying and stuff for like most of our funerals at one parish for years and years he's taking a step back he's still gonna do things here and there but he's like yep. hey i'm gonna go there and take a step back it's like whoa like it's that's gonna be a huge gap we gotta figure yep. out how to, how to deal with that you know because there's so much that he just knows um yeah. uh little things like that are it's amazing how many <laughs> little things like that keep a parish running and when you have to like figure all that stuff out or like revamp all of that, that's a lot. It takes a lot of energy to exactly. just get through basic stuff. And um, so that you, we want to do these other things, but like we need to get the essentials in place first so that we can. Right. And to make sure like, are these other things worth doing? Mm-hmm. Maybe sometimes they're not. I don't know. Um, yeah. 
just because you want to do a good thing doesn't mean it does doesn't mean it's going to fit the mission of the parish right now mm-hmm. right if you want to do that thing great do it at your home invite a bunch of friends over you can still do the, like here's the other thing here's a little secret folks i'm gonna yeah. get close to the camera i know you can't see me but i just want to get close anyways yeah not everything has to be done at the parish building to be a parish activity what? Nor does the pastor have to know about all the things happening all the time. Like yeah, you could have a youth group. Do things. You can you do could things together group. as Christians. You, like you, that's you, okay. You could, if you want a youth group, you could have a bunch of youth at your home, and there you go. You have a youth group. You want to do? A, you want a Bible study? You, you invite people. You get to know people in your church, and you invite them over, and now you have a Bible study. And the pastors need to know and to organize all those things. That's true. And actually, that's your right and duty as a Catholic. To do those things, you just you can just do, can do Christian things by yourself, right? No, 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 but it's like, and it's like <laughs> this is like that's one of, those are the things I want to form the people in slowly, right? Yeah. Which means I have to say no right now, so that I'm hoping even in the, like this is I think the hardest thing for priests is mm-hmm. we know that for people to and I listen, listen. By the way, I say this as I know a lot of parishioners, more and more parishioners listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. They're fine. It's the words getting out. I do not advertise it, but the words getting out. Uh, so God bless you all. Like, and I, I recognize that. So I say this in the sense of, I, re- I want the parish to learn that like parish activity is territorial first. It's not mm-hmm. building, it's not parish building first. So these things, like we knew, like when a family invites a bunch of families over to their house just to have dinner, just to get together, that's a parish activity. Not organized through the office or anything. Yeah. And that we need that in the church. Mm-hmm. We need that in the church. And I want that. That's what I want from, that's what I want to see happen because our vocational situation, I hope will get better one day, but we're not there right now. And we need to be ready for the fact that maybe one day we might, our parishes might not have full-time priests at them all the time because they're, they're going around through different churches. She may not have mass every Sunday Mm -hmm. for a bit. Like, because the hardest thing for us as priests is to allow the poverty to be felt. (laughs) Yes, that's very true. We don't want. (laughs) Do you want to know why? Uh, I just reiterate, we, yeah. like it's a huge motivator for a lot of priests, especially the ones in previous generations, where we don't want the fee- any of our people to feel want or need. Like we want to make sure that right. everything is like satisfied as far as like ministries and things, and like you get your mass times, and we will murder ourselves so you have your mass times. And the greatest fear is somehow disappointing people. Yes, why? Yeah, because yeah, we. We don't want to not be liked for it. For it, we want to be loved for our generosity. I want to be loved for my great haircut and personality. Okay. And uh, anyways, (laughs) yeah. But also, also for how generous we are. Like, oh, I mean, is that part? I think it's some of it. I I guess, like, here's the thing: to allow poverty to be experienced, you have to be willing to be prophetic. Yes. And that means you have to also be willing to be a martyr in a way. Okay, I think I think part of it is is that, but I think also part of it is if if a fear that that's failure, right? Exactly. Or that's a sign that like a sign of like poverty is a sign of a poverty in the parish is failure in the parish. Right. And that means you're not and a good not. priest. And it's no. not like, and this is why like I actually I like I recognize that there's a poverty of saying I don't have the bandwidth to like. For me, it's like the poverty is we have 17 active priests in my diocese. Mm-hmm. I literally only have so much time. And yes, the yeah. thesis is a little insane doing this right now. And I wasn't supposed to be here with the thesis and all this jazz. Yeah. But 
that'll, that time will come to pass. And that's fine. But I'm like, I'm learning to be like actually almost rejoicing in that poverty of saying, I can, I know you want to do this thing. It's great. God bless you. I can't, I can't support that right now. Mm-hmm. I don't have the bandwidth. I'm okay with that. I am okay with this. Like, um, and they're like, well, father, it's just like, cause sometimes people think, oh, well, father, it's just a yes or a no. I'm like, no, it's not. It's never just, it's never just a yes or a no mm-hmm. ever. Why? How does this activity, will this compete with something else that's already happening? Or will this unnecessarily make someone else angry that doesn't need to happen? Or kids, there, there's all sorts of things. Is oh, yeah. this going to integrate you into the parish or is this going to silo people? Mm-hmm. All this stuff. These are things you have to ask and consider. It's never just a yes. And, and I'm really okay with the poverty part. Like I'm learning to love that more in myself. Say, this is what I can do. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do it with great generosity and love and care as best as I can to the best of my ability. And I want others to have to be able to develop those core values, if you will, so that they can start to share that stuff in the parish as well. That's what we need. But we're not there yet. And you, you, if you want to get from A to Z, you got to go like through the rest of the alphabet. And that's yeah. what we have to do. <laughs> and so that means there's going to be a poverty of not being at the goal yet. And that's okay. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's okay to me. And, 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 because in the end, what do we really need? Truly and honestly, we need salvation that comes to us in a sacramentally mediated way through the liturgy and the sacraments, right? Like, like that—that's what we really truly need. Mm-hmm. The rest is is quite essential in many ways, but it's not absolutely essential. Mm-hmm. And so, let's give focus to that first, and then we'll 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 get to the rest. Yeah, because in the in the experience of the poverty of not doing something. Like I, I, my encouragement is always, but so that time that you would give to the activity, use it for extra prayer for our parish and for vocations yeah. to our diocese. That is the most important work you could be doing. Yeah. Or like you said, just go do it. Yeah. Like yeah. somewhere else. Like, this is, uh, yeah. This is like a revolutionary thing that we really need to learn as Catholics. And also like the house of much... Listen, like this, the big for me the big success with young adults here, for example, has been that I just do it at the rectory. Mm-hmm. It's been the gelling place for everything. Yeah, and uh, a home is better than a church hall. You know, this is I don't want to bring up a whole other thing because I'm starting to get uh, tired. But like, part of my brain when you talk about like, oh, just go do like a youth group or something else at home. It's a it's a parish activity. I'm like, yes, it's a parish activity. But not legally. It's not legally. Right. We're not liable for doing for you doing no, no, exactly, things at your exactly. Yeah. I'm not going to promote it in the bulletin. Yeah. But I can't stop ten families from getting together every couple of weeks on Saturday night. They're home with and letting their teenagers hang out with each other and watch Father yeah. Mike Schmidt videos. Yeah. Great. Like God bless you. Like mm. what a great thing. And it's also like just because then what happens there is well some parents going to go with their kid and the parents going to hang around and they're going to grow in friendship. Like the home is like. For smaller group stuff, the home is an infinitely better place than your parish building. Sure. Always. Go there like, and do that mm-hmm. stuff. But yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you, actually. I, like, I will not publish that in the parish. But because what it does is it forces us then to say, I want to get to know people to invite them to this thing because I want to really mm-hmm. do this thing. So that means I actually have to go out of my way to get to know other people in my parish, which means I'm going to have to go to coffee after mass and go sit with people I don't know who I think might be interested in this and start mm-hmm. to invite them and get to know them. And that's a good thing in and of itself. Like that's what I'm hoping with the poverty happens is like it forces people actually want to get to know each other more so they can do these things. And I do want to offer stuff. I just can't offer anything more right now. Right. I'm already doing 
too much actually honestly so and i'm happy again i'm happy doing it so like i want that because I, that that's where christian freedom comes in because it, it it starts to teach people real true proper responsibility and co-responsibility for parish life there you go so i don't you know did it it's kind you of random but we, we, we did it Thank you for listening. Is that good? We're good? Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Please leave a review on iTunes and tell your friends about the podcast. Tell your enemies too, because Jesus says we must love our enemies. You can find me writing a very a liturgically interesting letter to Pope Francis about honorable combat in the liturgy. You can find me in a normal place on Twitter at FR Harrison. <laughs> it did the voice thing again, which is actually great for the ending. Contact the podcast and receive updates at ClericalPod on Twitter. Find us on Facebook, YouTube, or email us at clericallyspeaking at gmail.com. Do you have a theological emergency? Do you care about spit? Call 412-912-7995. That's 412-912-7995. And I really hope that the weirdness of your voice came through on recording. Otherwise, I will sound like a crazy person. Peace. God bless.